In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the Retirement Pathfinder. I am Ben George alongside Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane. They are the Retirement Income Planning Specialist at Pathfinder Wealth Management. You can find them online at pathfinderwealth.com or if you're in the Rockford area, you can just stop by their office as well. So, Barbara, Phil, how are we today? We're doing great. We're how are you doing, Ben? Fantastic. Yes. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to be, uh, be joining you guys today again, filling in for Walter. What's new in Rockford? Anything? Pumpkin spice lattes, hot <laughs> cinnamon donuts. <laughs> it's getting to be hunting season. I think uh, deer season opens October 1st for bow, and then uh, we have shotgun after that. Awesome. Are you a hunter, Phil? I take it. Uh, I, I am. I am. I'm not a bow hunter, but I am a, a shotgun hunter and a pheasant hunter. And we've got a farm. Uh, Walter and I talked about it on the podcast in times past, and it's just enjoyable. This is our time of the year because it gets crisp and cool out there, and it's just in your blood. It's time to go out there with the dogs and go hunting. Yeah, I love fall as well. I, I don't know where I fall in the pumpkin spice debate. I know everybody's got an opinion on one side or the other. There's nobody that really falls <laughs> in the middle on that. Either you hate it or you, you love it year round. But Barbara, I, I assume that you're a big fan. Pumpkin spice latte. It's only offered this time of year, Ben. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually stop it around, oh, probably after Christmas time. And yeah, so it's only a short time. So we have to get our pumpkin spice lattes. I love them. Yeah, I love fall as well. It's probably my favorite season of the year as we get closer to the holidays and whatnot. Mm. But just the way after these summers that have been, I feel like have gotten mm -hmm. hotter and hotter in recent years, it's great to kind of turn the page and, and enjoy the crisp air and, and, and everything that comes with it. So I'm with yep, you. Not, not too hot, not too cold. Exactly. Well, today's show, we're going to talk about that last decade of work. As you're heading into retirement, as you're preparing for retirement, you know, that last decade of work is very important from the retirement planning perspective. We're going to talk about that quite a bit. Let me remind you, though, again, you can find Barbara and Phil online, pathfinderwealth.com, and uh, you can find their office in the Rockford area. Call them as well, 815-399-9806. So let's get started on this topic. And as I mentioned, that last decade of work is something that we all are kind of, we have a lot on our mind, a lot on our plate, a lot going on in life at that point. But it is so important that you address a number of things in that final decade before you retire to make sure your retirement goes as you want it to and as you have it planned. So let's start the list. Barbara, what do you have for us? What's uh, Where are we going to start? Well, you know, when you say the final decade, that is very true. We wish clients would see us 10 years before they retire, but clients come and see us the year they retire, one or two years before they retire. So a decade would be very good. But first of all, I would say uh, you have to decide what's important. So answering questions like, what is more important, retiring early and possibly living on less or working longer and having a more extravagant lifestyle than retirement? And what will it cost you to retire? In other words, what are your expenses? Did you consider Medicare costs and Medicare supplements as an additional expense in retirement? And one of the things that's very important is the foundation of your retirement, and that's an estate plan. So we, we think that's a very important part because a will or a trust uh, is needed to determine what happens in the event of incapacity. Now, don't be confused with all of your assets going to your spouse on death. That is true. But if your spouse becomes incapacitated, that beneficiary designation does nothing for you while your spouse is alive. That's only on death. 
So you need both health care and property powers of attorney, two separate documents. Otherwise, you enter into a guardianship and no one would want that. That's only by default. If you really don't know what guardianship means, I would say just Google it. It's a horrible invasion of your private matters, but just kind of a side note of why we feel it's so important, but an estate plan is very, very important. And another consideration, are you going to stay in your home? So you keep your home, you can move to another state. If you're moving to another state, then I would check into the retirement account taxation in that state. Right now in the state of Illinois, we do not go back and recoup taxation for retirement accounts. Maybe someday we will. But I just had a client recently move to Arkansas, and they have a 7% state tax in Arkansas on retirement accounts. And then where do you want your money to go after you're gone? That's a very important consideration to your kids, to your grandkids. Do you want it to go to charity? The answers here are many, but you want to pass on your estate in the most tax efficient way as possible. Paying your fair share of taxes is one thing, but paying more than necessary is another. So you want to know what tax laws are, or at least work with someone who does. You have to remember that there's two sets of rules, unfortunately. There's a set of rules for the informed and a set of rules for the uninformed. We want you to be with the category of informed when it comes to taxation. As a matter of fact, right now we're helping a number of clients filling up lower tax brackets with the anticipation of taxes increasing in the future because we are at historically low ordinary income tax rates. Converting to Roth IRAs, those are some of the things that we're doing now. But there's many important considerations, but that's just a start. I would say take the time now to talk to a professional. Yeah, Barb, and, and I want to just emphasize what you said about the estate planning. It's very interesting, you know, 50 years ago or when our, our parents were kids, you know, very few people had real resources available. They didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a lot of assets at that time. And so, you know, a simple will was adequate. A lot of people didn't even have a will at that time. But today, you know, we're wealthy by by comparison. And so, you have something that you have to plan for. And if you don't have a plan for your estate, the state has one for you. It may not be the one that you want. So we tell people, look, you know, not only do you need to plan to pass your estate along efficiently to your heirs, you know, either upon your disability or your death, but you need to really put in place those devices that will help protect them as well. And that's a lot of legacy planning. So we think in terms of second and third generation planning, as well as avoiding things like probate and guardianship. Well, you know, what's interesting is that an estate plan is important anytime, but people don't think about it until they're close to retirement or actually in retirement. That's right. That's exactly right. When your clients come in, I'm, I'm curious, are they, do they have kind of these questions answered or is it okay to come in with a little uncertainty and, and use your help to kind of get these things sorted out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Most people don't come in with any degree of certainty, actually. They have saved all their money in a 401k and it's been kind of mindless. They put the money away. They don't have access to it without a penalty. So here they are getting ready to retire and haven't thought of any of the things that I had just previously mentioned. Great. Well, that's good to know. Kids, <laughs> I don't have everything in order, and I'm sure people that are listening uh, still have a lot of questions so they know they can turn to you guys to help them uh, through that. So as we continue on this discussion of why that final decade of work is so important, what's next on our list? Yeah, that would be uh, know your numbers, Ben. And what I mean by that is looking into the financial mirror. You know, it's not always a fun process, but it's vital to know your numbers to help you plan for your retirement. And then what, what Barb and I find is that a high percentage of people who attend our educational sessions, which we hold at the local colleges, they begin to get serious about saving money for retirement sometime during their 50s. Why? Well, during that phase of life, many of their big and major expenses are gone or reduced. College bills are starting to be reduced or they've gone away. 
transferred them over to the kids, hopefully. They have a home mortgage that's maybe being reduced. Uh, they're probably nef- empty nesters. Plus, at that point in their life, they're more than likely at their maximum earning stage if they're still employed. So the thing that we found, though, is that we found that these folks are blissfully unaware of two things. The first is that they don't know how much money they will need to sustain them over a 10 to 30-year retirement period. And number two, how much they need to have socked away in investments to provide the income that they haven't a clue to know they need during this 10 to 30-year period of time in retirement. So at this stage, we could suggest the old saying applies, ignorance is bliss, meaning that if you don't know about something, you don't have to worry about it, right? It just goes away. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's not really true because most people we talk to are, in fact, worried about it at 50. They're worried if Social Security will run out of money by the time they get to retirement. They worry about their public or their pension, such as a teacher's pension or a municipal worker's pension, will survive another raid by the politicians here in Illinois. That's pretty typical. Or they're worried about the stock market crashing. But our question is, you know, do you have a, you know, basically a a fallback plan or some kind of plan in place to address these possibilities? And they are possibilities. So as important as knowing your current numbers are, you need to know precisely what your future numbers should be, and they should be on your legal pad as well. And that's why uh, you need to have the help of uh, an experienced seasoned professional like Barbara, myself, who can help you consider the options and those fallback plans. Yeah, like you said, Phil, we work together with our clients. We don't just design a plan. We work together with our clients it's to design a plan. exactly right. Right. But we have to take into account inflation, you know, income, the growth, their longevity. There's, there are many considerations. And what we have to see is a successful plan. If not, we sometimes have to break the news to our clients that, well, can you work a little bit longer or can you save a little bit more in your retirement accounts? Have you considered working part-time in retirement, cutting back on your expenses? So yeah, we, you have to know your numbers. You can't just start accessing money from a 401k or an IRA when you retire on an as-needed basis. There's a danger in that. Well, they just really don't understand the concept of inflation either. And all you have to do is look back 30 years ago and see what, what it cost to mail a, a first-class letter at that point. What was it, six cents, seven cents at that point? Mm-hmm. I just remember gas back in the 70s because I was going to go to Arizona with some girlfriends with 75 cents a gallon. 75, <laughs> 75 cents. I remember when it was 30 cents a gallon. Now, that really dates me. <laughs> That's great. I don't go back that far, but I remember it definitely below a dollar. And when it went over a dollar, I, I remember that being seemed like it was so. It absurd. was the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, and now and now if you find under three dollars, you've you feel like you've hit the lottery. That's true. So as we plan out this final, you know, ten years, if you're in that final ten years before retirement, or you're getting close to that, and you're trying to make a list of what you need to address, we got decide what's important and know your numbers. What do we have next? Yeah, speaking Ben of knowing your numbers, I would estimate your income streams. So to begin with, Social Security is something you'll be collecting. And I would recommend getting online at ssa.gov and click on My Social Security. Print the most recent Social Security statement because I think after you turn 60, they only mail those to you about every five years. But you want to get a most recent one if you're close to retirement. Pension. Do you have a public pension or a private pension? A public, which is a government pension, has a COLA, has a cost of living adjustment. Private pensions do not. 
So if you're opting for a pension, does it pay out anything at all to non-spouse beneficiaries? Many pensions don't. So if something happens to you and your spouse, you've got all this money that's been put away for your retirement and nothing may go to your kids. And know if it makes sense to take a single life payout if you're married or a joint life payout. I've actually talked to some people too often actually that really don't know when they've chosen their payout because they've already chosen a pension payout. They really don't know if anything's going to their spouse. Well, that's income that has to be replaced or at least to some degree someday. So you have to know what's going to be going to your spouse, if anything at all. An annuity. Do you have uh, an annuity? What was the purpose of the annuity? Was it for monthly income someday or just to leave in deferral? Do you have rental income for you landlords out there? Are you going to keep the property? Are you going to sell it? I have a client who's just recently widowed and she's going to sell her rental property because she has no interest in being a landlord. Part-time work? Do you want to work part-time or do you have to work part-time? So how much you're going to need to access from your retirement accounts each month is critical to know. And the question is, is it sustainable? And that's what we help you with is the numbers to find out if it is sustainable. So you have to take into account taxes and inflation, longevity, withdrawals, your volatility in the stock market, the returns of your portfolio. And we have to determine from all of this if we have a successful plan. So give us a call at 815-399-9806. This is what we do every day. We design retirement and income plans for clients. Yeah, I'm going to just really press that taxes, taxes, taxes button. You know, and we're not talking about the state. We're talking about, you know, the stuff you pay to the government. So what we're talking about here is reducing taxes. And uh, people are really missing the opportunity in terms of the latest Tax Act Reduction Act of uh, 2017, Barb. We find that people don't really understand what their opportunities are. In fact, that particular Tax Reduction Act has allowed people to accumulate great wealth if they understand the deductions that they're entitled to at this point, the standard deductions, and that they can actually take, if they are positioned properly, they can take money out of their IRAs tax-free and then place that into a Roth IRA account instead. Yeah. We're doing a lot of that with our clients. We are. And uh, so unless they get the, uh, the guiding hand of somebody who really is aware of some tax planning, we don't do tax preparation. We do tax planning, though. And I, for some reason or another, financial advisors don't like to deal with taxes. They think that's kind of off limits, but really it is an integral part of the entire planning process. So tax planning is very important deal with somebody who really understands those particular impacts. Well, we actually saw quite a few clients, Phil, that saved, that actually saved. When you look at their plan, their previous year tax return, they had saved anywhere from a thousand to a couple thousand dollars. Oh, yes. You take that out over a period of several years, that's a savings. So you sometimes have to point that out to people that because of the Tax Reduction Act, they do have a savings. Not everyone, but it did benefit Many people. Oh, it, it did. It's not just a corporate tax relief act, mm-hmm. like a lot of the media will, will suggest. A lot of our clients did benefit by it. And uh, so be aware of your numbers, but understand how that will uh, affect your taxes and how you can take some of the tax breaks and the latest tax law change. That's so all, that gets us to uh, go ahead, Ben. No, I was to say that's all great advice so far. And I'm looking forward to this last one because I think it's a very, very important thing that oftentimes gets overlooked. Yeah, that's uh, get a handle on health care in retirement. And, uh, you know, I recently turned 65. I know Barb's got a long way to go before she gets there. A but, uh, long way. <laughs> you know, you know I, I kind of waited too long. I was amazed at how many options and decisions I had to make regarding Medicare. 
you know, it's a major medical plan for us retirees. And it's almost overwhelming. There are so many different moving parts that have to fit together in order to have an adequate amount of medical coverage. So we could spend an hour talking about Medicare in and of itself, but let's just cover the basics. And so I want to start out with Medicare Part A. And so when you're age 65, uh, just prior to that time, you should apply for Medicare Part A and you should research what these are well in advance. Don't wait the month that you turn 65. Make sure that you get a, a good jump on it ahead of time. But what Medicare Part A does, it provides to you free of premiums. Now, notice I said free of premiums. You've already paid for much of Part A, so you don't have to be charged premiums, provided that you have completed at least 30 quarters of employment. But Medicare Part A will, in general, cover inpatient care in a hospital, limited skilled nursing care, limited, that is, okay, usually it's 30 days, and then there's a copay beyond that for 90 days beyond that. Hospice and home health care. There's also a, a benefit period deductible of $1,364 in 2019. That's payable by you. So there is a, a deductible that has to be covered by you. It's not covered by the government. And then we come to Medicare Part B, which covers, in quotes, and I'm reading right off their website, medically necessary services that are needed to diagnose and treat your medical condition. In other words, doctor's visits, visits to the doctor's office, and anything that's not covered by A or B would be covered by a supplement. But there is a monthly charge for this B based on your income, and it's important for people to understand it. It is not a cheap program. For a married couple that are making under $170,000 per year, it's $271 per month per person. So that could be pretty pricey. So you have to, when you plan your retirement for income, flows, cash flows, you have to take in consideration your charges for Medicare B and some of these other supplements. Now, that particular premium will go up depending on your income. So, if you make in excess of those numbers and or if you're single, you can actually make much less and then have uh, these additional charges. You need to be aware of those. They need to be factored in. It brings us to Medicare Part C, which is also known as Medicare Advantage. And it's an optional plan. Uh, it can be purchased through a private carrier. But what it does is it takes in consideration all the coverage in plan A and B. It's a combined plan. It covers A and B plus some of your drug costs in what they call Medicare plan D. But here's the deal. Um, you pay for that Medicare Advantage plan at a reduced rate, typically from your Medicare supplement plan. But it does have some limitations. As an example, you must be within a provider network to get that coverage. So if you do a lot of traveling, and you're out of the state that you, uh, your provider network exists, or you're out of the country, it's possible that your Medicare Advantage plan will not cover you. So you need to be aware of what it covers, what it doesn't cover. The Medicare Plan D is, again, a coverage which is optional, and that covers prescription drugs. It's a very complex coverage, and the calculation is called a formulary, which determines which benefits are covered by the plan, by the drug plan, and then they have a tiered system. And so, depending on how much you're willing to pay or co-pay for drugs depends on what tier you go into. So, that, that can be something worthwhile taking a look at as well. Medicare supplement policies are sold through private carriers, private insurers, and they provide various benefits that are not covered by either Medicare A or B, as well as certain deductibles and co-pays. So, Medicare is very similar to your Medicare Advantage plan, or your Medicare Advantage plan could be called Medicare C plan as well, but the Medicare uh, supplement plans will not cover 
certain things that, uh, well, let me, let me backtrack a little bit and say that because I lost my place here a little bit, but Medicare supplement policies have a higher monthly premium. That's what I want to say. They have a higher monthly premium, but that means that you'll have a lower out-of-pocket cost, whereas an Advantage plan is generally a lower monthly premium, but and that might fit in better with your budget, but at the same time, you may be out-of-pocket more expenses if you have to be out of a network or you're in a situation where the Advantage plan does not cover certain medical procedures. Well, that's a great summation, Phil. Actually, we, we should tell our listeners to get out your pad and paper and, uh, <laughs> and pen so you can take some notes here. But I have to bring up the elephant in the room. You know what that is, don't you, Phil? Yeah, that's the long-term care yeah, so elephant. Yep. We, we have to talk about long-term care because the statistics are high that two out of three people will develop Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, or dementia sometime in their life. So how will you care for that? And you know what I tell my clients is this, if it's important to you, it's important to me. But we have to have, we do have a conversation with our clients about this. And if you're considering to, or choosing to self-fund, just be sure you tell your kids your choice so that they're aware that they may or may not be receiving an inheritance. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, uh, I think most of our clients are, are well aware of the possibility of a nursing home stay for some period of time because they've seen their parents go through that particular situation where they've actually gone to a nursing home and the inheritance was wiped out from the nursing home. So you want to be able to have the best care provided to you that you can and you want to have some choices and the best way to do that is through long-term care insurance. That's your your first line of defense and Barb, you and I would both agree that that is really something that most people are reluctant to want to pay a a premium to, but they need to do it. Well, if you look at the cost these days, around here, people are paying seven to $8,000 per month around here. In so, nursing homes. In nursing homes, yes. yes. So if you, you know, you, it's not going to take long before that's $100,000 a year. So if the average stay in a nursing home is about 2.8 years, well, just get something to take care of two or three years. It doesn't have to be, they don't issue policies longer than six years anymore anyways. But get something short term, two or three years that'll take care of you in a nursing home and assisted living, at home care. There's policies that do that and they can be affordable. They can be quite affordable. Well, I think this has all been very insightful and it's a great list for people that are, you know, if they're in their final 10 years or so, uh, and even if they're not, even if they're approaching that or if they're well into that, that final 10 years before retirement, this is a great kind of jumping off point for them. And, and if you miss anything or have questions or, or, or want to get everything sorted out on your end, this is what Phil and Barbara do every day, and they can help you with that. You can find them online at pathfinderwealth.com. You can call them at 815-399-9806. Phil and Barbara, it's been great talking with you guys again on this conversation, this topic. I think it's uh, very helpful for a lot of people. Good. Nice to talk to you too, Ben. So make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh, you'll have the next episode delivered right to you. We hope you'll join us again next time. For Phil and Barbara, I'm Ben. This has been the Retirement Pathfinder. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.